Praise the Lord, saints of God. We are going to go ahead and get started this morning. We are having a bit of uh, technical difficulties this morning, but we will be live streaming as best as possible. Um, and we are so grateful and thankful that God has blessed us all to be here. And we thank you all for joining us this morning via phone line conference and also via Facebook live streaming. Praise the Lord. And for those of you who know me and don't know me, I am Pastor Adam McGahee. You may not be able to see my face this morning, but you will be able to see some things via live stream in regards to the message this morning. Praise God. And those of you on the phone, you just get to hear my voice and I get to hear your voices from time to time saying amen or hallelujah, giving the Lord some praise this morning. Can we all just give the Lord a shout of praise? Praise God. Those of you who are online, just put in the comments there. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Whatever. And those that are on the phone line conference are already praising God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. The name of the title of the message this morning is called Name That Wall. Name That Wall. And I'm going to be using uh, the same scriptures that I opened with last week. And that is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 60. You know, the message of Isaiah, uh, chapters 60 through chapter 66, is filled with prophecy of end time salvation and judgment, which focuses on a restored nation of Israel at the Lord's coming. And chapter 60 speaks simultaneously of Israel's future, both its spiritual and national deliverance. Praise God. So I'm going to be reading from Isaiah chapter 60, and I'm going to be focusing this morning pretty much on verse 18, but I'm going to read verses 18 through 20 in just a moment. Uh, but I want to welcome everyone once again, and then let's start out this morning with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for blessing us to gather together this morning via technical abilities which you have blessed man to put into place at such a time as this when we safely can gather together without the risk of anyone getting out on the road in uh, ice storms, snowstorms of whatever nature, but you have blessed us to still come together as the body of Christ. And for that, we say thank you. We give you all glory, honor, and praise this morning, my God, for all of those that are in the sounds of my voice and can tune in, and we just worship and praise you, dear Father, for keeping us safe. There are so many that are sick at this time as well with this COVID-19 virus running rampant, it seems. But we thank you, mighty God, that you are the healer, and we pray for healing for all of those that have come down with this covid 19 virus and now they're calling a new combination of the virus it's mixing with the flu and they're calling it the fluorona and so my lord you know all of these things were going to come to pass before they even did and that is why you have put together you know these things in technology that we can still come together and we just thank you lord that many still will come to church in this manner and still be blessed thereby and be a blessing unto others, my God, so that we can continue to grow in your amazing grace, which never changes. It is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we thank you for the word of God this morning, my Lord, and we, we are so much appreciated of the spiritual food that you always have prepared for us, and you continuously invite us to come and dine. So for that, my Lord, we give you thanks, and we ask that you bless 
the word of God this morning as you always do to be food to our hearts and our souls, our minds, so that our lives can continuously change and reflect back to you, your image in us. With all glory, honor, with all reverence and worship, we give thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. So um, with that, you know, uh, I'm going to take up an offering here in just a moment. And I know we don't always take up offerings when we just do live streaming. But for those of you who are accustomed to using our PayPal, we ask that at this time you follow the path to the uh, PayPal donation via live streaming and give unto the Lord as you will and as God has blessed you. Praise God. God does not force us to do anything, but it is, you know, our choice as to how we go about obeying the word of God. Amen. With that, I will say a prayer of thanksgiving over the offering. Father, we thank you right now for the offering. We thank you, Lord, for those that can give, those can, that cannot give. And we pray, O oh Lord, that as they give, that you bless them with even more that they could possibly think or imagine, my God. Lord, because we could never outgive you. You have given unto us, O oh God, abundance. And we thank you, Lord, for blessing us to recognize the abundance of life that we get to enjoy each and every day. For these and all blessings, we give thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. And um, I'm so glad that everyone is home and everyone is safe this morning and uh we just praise god that you are in the safety of your home as we cannot see one another this morning i am thankful that we are all still able to be together praise god so at this time um i know sister lisa made an announcement last week as far as uh we're going to be getting together here soon it's already been tested at the church that we can show the different mo movies that we had discussed uh, on the large screen. So we're going to be making that announcement here when, very soon as to when that is going to take place. We um, are ordering some room darkening shades for the sanctuary so that we'll be able to pull those shades down during the daytime because we want those Two, that live a distance away, not to have to be out on the roads at nighttime to be able to come and enjoy these showings as well. But uh, we do want to make it an environment where it is uh, conducive for the movie to show appropriately on the screen so that it is visible in a clear way. So that is why we're ordering the uh, room darkening shades for that purpose. And we just thank God for making all things possible. Amen. God puts a dream and he puts visions in our hearts. And then we're the ones who have to do what is necessary from our end to make them come to pass. Praise God. God doesn't do everything for us, but he makes all things possible. Praise the Lord. So we, we are looking forward to that and looking forward to getting together with you all in that manner. But until it is safe to do so, uh, we will be live streaming here uh, until further notice. And the reason for that is, just, again, because COVID is so bad, we do not want to put anybody at risk. And so 
please plan on attending live stream get the word out to others that we will be live streaming it is we are not just live streaming today due to the weather but it is also due to the rising numbers of covid cases and that is happening all across the nation and um there are reports that hazelton is a hot spot and that happened the same way when this COVID thing first started. Hazleton was the hot spot. Then it started traveling around to the other areas as well. And Wilkes-Barre's numbers are certainly on the increase. So we will be using wisdom in no way, shape, or form does that mean that we are uh, not trusting God. Yeah, we're trusting God. We're trusting God in that he has given us the wisdom to make the right decisions yes. praise god and keeping everybody as safe as possible praise the lord and if anyone needs to talk about that with me you know my phone number praise god you can call me god bless you and right now we're going to go ahead and get into the message this morning name that wall and we're going to look at isaiah chapter 60 and verse 18 praise the lord and Isaiah chapter 60, verse 18 says, Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders, but thou shalt call thy walls salvation and thy gates praise. Verse 19 says, The sun shall be no more thy light by day, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee, but the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light and thy God, thy glory. Thy sun shall no more go down, neither shall thy moon withdraw itself, for the Lord shall be thine everlasting light, and the days of thy mourning shall be ended. Praise the Lord. And Father, we thank you for your word, blessing our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders, but thou shalt call thy walls salvation. So in the title of this message this morning, it says, Name That Wall. And as you can see right there in the 18th verse, it's calling the wall salvation. So we can name our wall salvation. Praise the Lord. And so we're going to look at the purpose of a wall this morning. And when we look at the purpose of a wall, when we begin to think about the purpose of a wall, there's many walls that we um, have seen. There's walls in our homes. There's walls um, around cities. There's walls around countries. Praise God. There were walls around castles you know and and those were walls that were built to fortify they were built there to defend and protect and uh the these walls were there put in place to keep people out and sometimes walls are put in place to keep people in and so walls are there are many different purposes for walls and there's many different types of walls there was a great wall that was built, and some of you are familiar with this, the Great Wall of China. And the Great Wall of China was built in 214 BC, that is before Christ. And the first emperor um, of the kingdom, Shai Hongdi, ordered a series of protective walls to be built and joined together, which later became the Great Wall of China. Now, there were several purposes for that wall. The main purpose of the Great Wall of China was to, to defend the Qin Empire from attack by nomads in China's northern borders. Another purpose was to improve the border controls, which helped transporting goods along the Silk Road. Also, the control of immigration and immigration and encouragement and regulation an official rule about how something should be done of trade. Now that brings me to this point. There were discussion at one time about building a wall to keep the immigrants out of the United States. 
And, um, you know, we in the United States get to enjoy a land of freedom, uh, a country where we have rights that maybe some other countries don't have. And um, we feel sometimes like we need to protect those rights. And so we're going to uh, build up structures to try and keep us safe and keep others out. Praise God. And so in building walls around us, you know, it reminds me now of the Joshua when he marched around the wall of Jericho. And so the walls that we sometimes build around us, they don't protect us. But they can actually harm us. And there are walls that we build around us to keep people out and keep our own thoughts and everything inside. And those thoughts, just because we have a thought, does not mean it's the right thought. And because now we're going to build up walls to keep others out, that does not make it right just because we're going to do that. We get to enjoy the freedoms that we have and, and all of the pleasures that we have in this country. But that does not mean that we need to keep other people out because of that. The things that we get to enjoy sometimes, we, we get to enjoy them because we work hard for the things that we have and we do what we think that we need to do in order to have the things that we have. But in building up walls around us, it shelters us and it keeps us from growing if we are not very careful. Now, this Great Wall of China, it did not keep people out at all times. Troops were stationed along the wall as a first defense. The soldiers that were stationed used signal fires to warn towns of an attack. See, walls are still going to, just because you put up a wall, that does not mean that people are not going to try and get over the wall, that people are not going to try and get through the wall, that things are not going to penetrate that wall. And see, there's walls in our own mind that we have set up. And just because we have those walls in our mind, that does not mean the enemy is not going to try to get in. That does not mean the enemy is not going to try to get over, go under, go through, somehow try and penetrate that wall. Even though they used at the Great Wall of China great and impressive defensive methods, the Great Wall never effectively prevented the nomads from entering China. However, what the wall did that which was so impressive is this. The wall possessed a better function as a psychological barrier between China and the rest of the world. And it also became a powerful symbol of the country's strength of resistance. See, what a wall does, it... It symbolizes a strength of resistance. It becomes a powerful symbol. A wall is a powerful symbol. You're not just going to try and uh, run through a wall. I did that once. I was running in a race when I was in seventh grade. And um, I was running so fast and you had to run down to the wall, touch the wall and come back. Well, I could not slow down. And I kept running. My, I was running so fast. My legs were moving so fast that I could not effectively stop, touch the wall, and come back. I almost went through the wall, but my wrist broke upon touching the wall. And that stopped, that then stopped me from running. Yeah. <laughs> we cannot physically go through walls. 
Walls will stop us, but they do serve as a powerful symbol that you're not just going to go through this wall. You're going to have to come up with a plan in order to get through this wall. And so walls serve better as a psychological barrier just like the Great Wall of China did, serve as a psychological barrier between China and the rest of the world. But it leads me to this particular point that I'd like to make in naming that wall as our subject title this morning. There is an unseen wall. And the unseen, as we have discussed many times in different sermons and Bible study times when we've gotten together. The unseen is way more powerful than that which we see. Our walls are not walls seen in this physical realm. See, the unseen walls that we have in our minds and in our thoughts, they cannot be seen in this physical realm. And there is an unseen wall that I want to talk about this morning called the salvation wall. Because we can't really see salvation. But it is still like the verse of scripture says, but call thou shalt call thy walls salvation. And I want to talk about that calling the wall salvation this morning because that is an unseen wall. And the most powerful presence is an unseen presence. Just like we cannot see our God. We cannot see Jesus. Jesus told uh, Thomas, blessed is he who believes and hath not seen. And so when we look at this unseen salvation wall, I'd like to turn now to Ezekiel chapter 38. And I want to go to verses 10 and 11. Ezekiel chapter 38. And I'm going to look at verses 10 and 11 there. Now, as we talk about this unseen wall, the Bible also says that as far as the unseen, faith talks about faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Is faith powerful? Somebody say amen if you believe faith is powerful. Is faith a powerful wall? You know, uh, faith is a protection you know, it, it's part of the sword of part of the uh, armor of God, you know, and as we are shielded with faith, it pro puts a protection around us. Praise God. And that is an unseen protection, but still it exists. It is real faith, the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things unseen. The most powerful presence is the unseen presence of God. And verse 10 in chapter 38 of Ezekiel says, Thus saith the Lord God, It shall also come to pass that at the same time shall things come into thy mind, and thou shalt think an evil thought. And thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. I will go to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates. Now, I'm going to talk about gates a little bit later in the future. I'm not talking about gates today. But in that verse of scripture in Isaiah 60 and 18, it also talks about, And thy gates praise, call thy gates praise. And we're going to talk about that one a little bit later. But I want to focus this morning on that unseen wall, that salvation wall. Praise the Lord. And so in Ezekiel, these verses of scripture that we just read, it talks about, thou shalt go up to the land of unwalled villages, and I will go to them that are at rest that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates. See, people may not be able to see that salvation wall that's all around us, that wall of faith that is all around us, 
The enemy doesn't always see those things that are all around us protecting us, praise God. And, And so the enemy tries to come up against us, you know, because he thinks, oh, look at them. Look at Job, and he tested Job the way that he did, but Job still was dwelling safely in God. His mind was intact. And see, in verse 10 it says, Thus saith the Lord, it shall come to pass that at the same time shall things come into thy mind. Things are going to try to come into the mind of those that are are at enmity with us. Those even yourself at times things will come into our minds and now and we will think an evil thought and and we will go and if we are living in an unwalled village if we are at rest if we are seemingly dwelling safely dwelling without walls dwelling without being covered having neither bars nor gates we are going to be vulnerable But that is why living with our wall of salvation is such a blessing. Walled up with salvation all around us. And that's why it's important to be saved. Because those who are not saved, when evil comes into the mind of into their mind when evil comes into the mind of others and if they are not walled up with with salvation all around them with faith all around them i'm going to be talking about some other things in just a moment that we are walled out about with praise god that keep us you know and keep our minds stayed on god but it is important because our minds can go astray our thoughts can go astray as well I'd like us to turn now to Isaiah chapter 54 and looking at verses 14 through 17. Isaiah chapter 54, verses 14 through 17. The Bible says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You know, and as many weapons are used to try and build, tear a wall down, not build it up, but tear a wall down. They were just like in the Great Wall of China. They were people who came against the wall to try and tear that wall down, who tried to ruin the wall, destroy the wall, destroy the safety of those that were protected by the wall. And the enemy will send different things in our lives to try to destroy the wall, tear the wall down, put a breach in the wall. But you know what? If we are continuously keeping our minds on God and keeping our hearts in the right place, keeping our thoughts on the right things. The Bible tells us no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And in verse 14 of Isaiah chapter 54, it says, In righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Praise God. Are you glad for your salvation wall this morning? Praise God. Name that wall. Is your wall named salvation this morning? Or are you trusting in another kind of wall? But if you name your wall salvation, you're going to be saved. You're going to be saved from oppression, saved from fear, saved from terror. It says, it shall not come near thee. Verse 15 says, behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee, shall fall for thy sake. Praise God. Can you imagine your enemies all gathered together, all surrounding your wall of salvation? But this is telling me that they are going to fall. Praise God. All our enemies are going to fall all around us. All the enemies of our minds, the enemies of of the thoughts of God, they will fall all around us. For whose sake? For your sake. For whose sake? For my sake. And verse 16 says, Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire, and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster to destroy. Oh, my Lord. Praise God. You know, 
I'm going to talk in a moment about the, the apostles, the 12 apostles that were called by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ created them all. He called them all. And so then one was the son of perdition. But still Jesus Christ called them to him. And it's saying in this verse of scripture, I have created a smith that bloweth the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work to do good. The smith can bring forth good to do good. And I've created the waster to destroy. The waster is going to destroy, try to destroy that which is good. But all things work together for the good for those that love God and are the called according to his work purpose. And no weapon formed against me shall prosper, saith the Lord. And verse 17 says it. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. We have a heritage. Of this, because we are servants of the Lord and our righteousness comes from God himself. And it says, every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Does our own tongues sometimes rise up against us in judgment? Yes, it does. But that is where we need to condemn it. We need to build up that wall of salvation around us and allow nothing, even in our own minds, in our own thoughts, to tear it down. Praise God. No weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. Praise the Lord. In Revelations, I'm getting through this message fast this morning. In Revelations chapter 21, I'm going to talk about this wall of salvation that's all around us. So turn with me to Revelation chapter 21. You know, on our Bibles, not our Bible studies, but on our prayer calls that we have on Tuesday nights, um, which begin at 7 p.m., and we have testimony, and we have prayer requests, and we pray, we worship, the Lord, and, and we just love on one another the way that God is blessing us to learn how to do more and more and better and better. Praise God. Um, Sissy Harris, you know, from time to time has been on that prayer call, and she talks about the salvation list that she has, and many of us have that same salvation list people in our lives, family members that we love, friends, and those people that we just meet sometimes and we want to see them saved and we, we pray for their salvation, praise God. And we want to see them brought in, you know, to be protected by that salvation wall. Because if you are not saved, you cannot be protected by that salvation wall. Praise God. But you need to be saved first. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And you need to be filled with his Holy Spirit. And when you're filled with his Holy Spirit, that is what causes you to love the word of God and fall in love with Jesus so deeply that you just want to learn how to love him more and more. And you want to be obedient unto his word. In Revelation chapter 21 and verse 10, it says, And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. And he showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God in her light, was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. And on the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city 
had 12 foundations and in them the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Praise God. The 12 apostles of the Lamb were on the names, were the names that were on the 12 foundations of the wall of the city. The wall of the city also had 12 gates. Praise God. And the wall of the city had a foundation. And it had stones in that foundation, praise God. And the stones were most precious. Most precious like even of jasper. And see, I'm going to talk about the, the stones that, are, that were the foundations of that city. See, there, there was the stone... Praise God. There was the sapphire stone. There was a stone called chrysoprasus, a stone called amethyst, an emerald stone. There was a jasper stone, a chalcedony stone, an amethyst stone, a topaz stone, and a sardonic stone. Praise all these stones that were on the foundation. There was a stone of beryl. There was a stone of chrysolite. And uh, there was a stone of jasper. All these 12 stones that were there and all the foundations. And on the foundation, the name of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And what were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb? The names of the 12 apostles, praise God, were Peter, Andrew, James, John, Philip, Nathaniel, uh, Matthew, Thomas, James, Simon, Thaddeus, and also Judas Iscariot, which was later replaced by Matthias. But these foundations, praise God, also represented the 12 tribes of Israel. And the 12 tribes of Israel, their names were Judah, and Judah means praise. Reuben means behold a son. The third tribe, Simeon, means hearing and obedient. The fourth tribe, Levi, means harmony. The fifth tribe, Zebulun, means exalted or honored. The sixth tribe, Issachar, his reward will come, is the meaning of Issachar. The tribe of Dan means God is my judge. The tribe of Gad means fortune or luck. And luck means this, laboring under correct knowledge. It does not mean just going out and being lucky. It means you go to work laboring with understanding with the correct knowledge. Asher means happy and blessed. Naphtali means my wrestling. Praise God. And we remember that Jacob wrestled with the angel there. And Naphtali, praise God, one of his sons means my wrestling. Ephraim means fruitful, full of fruit. And Benjamin means son of my old age. Praise God. And see, we living in the... <laughs> Latter days, these end times, we are sons and daughters of the old age of God. Amen. And so we are blessed beyond measure when we think about the foundations of our life. When, and the wall of that city had 12 foundations and in them the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Praise God. And we look at the apostles and that is why we love the work that they did. They were with Jesus for three years of his life, praise God, and they learned from him firsthand. And see, we are learning from the word of God today. We are learning from the word of God every time we open the word of God, every time we open our mouth to pray, every time we think upon the word of God, we are laboring under correct knowledge. We are actually fortifying the foundations of our lives. Praise the Lord. You know, the different stones that are represented in the, in the 12 foundations, the, those stones, you know, 
are so precious of a stone. And some of those stones have meaning as well. Not that we subscribe to a stone as, you know, and we bring this stone into our house and we begin to worship these stones. By no means whatsoever do we do that. Praise God. But our foundations do have meaning and our foundations are unseen foundations. We can't see that stone that is in the city of the New Jerusalem. We don't see that, but by faith, we believe that that stone, that that foundation exists and that it's made up of all of those 12 stones. By faith, we believe because we've heard it in the word of God that the 12 apostles, their names are there on that, on those foundations. Praise the Lord. And we Look at those things in the names of the tribes of the children of Israel there also and being on the gates, praise the Lord. And so we, we look at this as foundational to us and we look at that wall that is built up all around us, that salvation wall and how beautiful a wall it is. And so now let me just refer to the fruit of the spirit in our lives as being foundational as part of that wall of salvation. Because when we are saved, we are truly saved from so many different things. Are we saved from sin? If you believe we're saved from sin, somebody say amen. amen. If, you are, if you believe we are saved from poverty, somebody say amen. amen. If you believe we are saved from sickness, someone say amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and we are saved. Anybody saved from depression this morning? Mm -hmm. Anybody saved from filthiness this morning? Praise God. There are so many things that we are saved from. Salvation needs to be individual. Salvation is personal. And we, we cannot experience someone else's salvation because we don't know what someone else went through in their lives. But I can look at my own salvation. You can look at your own salvation and know what God has saved you from. And then you begin to see your wall of salvation all around you, sheltering you from the things that God has saved you from. And so when God saves you, he does not just put that wall up around you, but that wall is fortified. It is strong. It is an unseen wall that is stronger than any wall that exists naturally. And see, I believe that that is a wall of wisdom. I believe that is a wall of truth. I believe it is a wall of mercy. I believe that that salvation wall is a wall of forgiveness that is all around us, sheltering us, keeping us from ever being unforgiving again. Sheltering us from being unmerciful because there were times in my life when I had no mercy. I would be like, kill them all. But now God has brought me to a heart of mercy and that wall that surrounds me and keeps me, praise God, keeps me saved and keeps my thoughts right, keeps my heart right so that I am never to feel unmerciful again. I am walled about and saved by truth. And see, that truth keeps all untruth out. And it keeps all the truth that I need in and protected by that wall of salvation. That wall of wisdom keeps all nonsense out. It keeps all ridicule out. It keeps all lack of understanding out. But it brings into me all the wisdom of God. I am sheltered, surrounded, defended, and protected by the wisdom of God. I believe that that wall of salvation is a wall of love. Oh, glory to God. A wall of love that keeps my heart, keeps my mind, keeps my thoughts, praise God, on the love of God. I believe that that is a wall of joy, unspeakable and full of glory all around us every day, every moment of the day. I believe that there, that is a wall of peace 
that passes all understanding. And see, that wall, you begin to think about that wall and how, how high that wall is. In, in the verses of scripture that we read, it says, and had a great and high, and had a wall great and high. That wall is great. That wall is high. See, no, you can't, the enemy can't climb over that wall of love. When we are surrounded and sheltered by love, when we are walled in and protected by wisdom and truth. And see, this is what people in the world are missing out on. People that don't really know God and don't have a desire to know God. This is what they are missing out on. They're missing out on that wall that is great and high. That, that is a wall of protection. Yes, it is unseen, but you can't get through it. You cannot get through that wall. You cannot get through that wall of temperance, praise God, where, where you are in control. <laughs> Glory to God. We cannot protect ourselves from all the storms of life. Yeah, the storms are going to come against that great wall. They are going to uh, weather that wall, praise God. But on the inside of that wall is temperance. That wall, great and high, you, you can control your thoughts. You can control what you give attention to. You may not be able to control what happens on the outside, but you can control what is happening on the inside. And, and this is how we need to really appreciate that internal great and high wall that exists. There is a wall of meekness that is inside of us, that is protecting us, that is keeping us meek. The meek shall inherit the earth, praise God. There is an inheritance that we have, saints of God, where we are the ones that are going to inherit this great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Protected by the faith that we have in him. There is a wall of goodness. See, our salvation wall, that unseen wall, is a wall of goodness. Oh, because there's everything good about being saved. There is nothing bad about being saved. But it's the goodness and the grace of God that saves us and keeps us saved. There is a wall of gentleness. A wall of gentleness where it can take the most brutish of people and turn them in to the most precious lamb with such a gentle spirit, such a calming that is inside, but it is felt on the outside. There are people that go through life today and I was one of them at one time. I hated people. I did not even like the thoughts of being around people. But see, God changed all of that. His spirit changed all that. The infilling, the indwelling of his spirit continuously blesses me to change and become more like him. The reason I could not stand people and I didn't like people was because I did not like myself. But see, when God began to show forth his image inside of me, I began to see things that I liked. And the more and more I see God in me, the more I like me. The more I like me, the more I like other people. The more I can see where other people may be struggling with the same thing that I struggled with. Not liking people, but the real reason is because they really don't like themselves. But when we get to know God and we get to know him more and more and how loving, how kind and how gentle and how good and how long suffering he is, we begin to fall in love with him. And when we fall in love with him, we begin to become more like him. When we begin to become more like him, we have more compassion for other people. And we want to put those people on our salvation list.
We want those people to come in and we want those people to be covered and protected by that salvation wall, by the precious blood of Jesus. Because our salvation is because of the precious blood of Jesus Christ that he shed for us. But see, it's not just his blood because Jesus could have just died and that would have been the end of it. But see, he didn't just die because there were many sacrifices in the Old Testament that just died. And that was it. They didn't come back to life. But Jesus came back to life. He did exactly what he was commissioned to do. And he provided each and every one of us with salvation. And that salvation means that we can live eternally with him. Praise God, If when we follow what we are supposed to do to be saved and to stay saved. It just brings me back to the what the name of Simeon means, meaning hearing and being obedient. You can't just hear the word of God. You got to obey the word of God. Yes. You can't just hear something for today and then dismiss it just because you see that it, you, you don't see that it worked. We have to continue to be persistent in the word of God. If the disciples walked with Jesus for three years, praise God, and someone comes in and tries salvation for a week, and because their lives didn't just change in that week and everything just fall into proper place, so many people just give up. And see, they don't really get covered by that salvation wall. Their wall doesn't have a chance to get built up, but you got to be built up in all of these things, wisdom, truth, and mercy, and forgiveness, and love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. I'm telling you, saints of God, it has been over decades that my life has had to change and continue to grow in all of these areas, and it continues to do so. Why in the world would I ever stop and back up now? Glory to God. There is so much more to look forward to. See, I want to see that great city with the eyes, with, with these physical eyes, praise God. I want to enjoy that great city one day. But you know what? I don't have to wait. I don't have to wait. I can enjoy that great city. I can enjoy all the things right now that God wants me to enjoy. I don't have to look at this world and see that it is just one big place of depression, one big place of struggle. It is not that way. You, we got to change our focus, praise God. We got to change our mind. We got to see and we got to name our wall. Do we want to name our wall depression? Do we want to name our wall oppression? Do we want to name our wall struggle? Or do we want to name our wall salvation? Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. I'm naming my wall salvation because I believe we've been saved from all of these things. Praise God. God doesn't want to leave us in the struggle. God calls us out from amongst the struggle. Praise God. He says, be ye separate from the struggle. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to name that wall salvation. Name your wall salvation this morning. Name your wall that what you're saved from. Spell it out what you're saved from. List your own list what God has saved you from. Praise the Lord. And I'm telling you, you will be blessed thereby. And you will begin to see that all of these things that I've named, wisdom, truth, mercy, forgiveness, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, righteousness, holiness, godliness praise God it's all there in the wall of salvation all around us and we can go through this life living in an abundance praise God and that is what God wants us to do there are people that go through this life and they experience negativity they experience um, defeat and uh, oppression and depression on a daily basis Things come and they upset them and they stay upset for periods of time. And, and because they do, all of these things are being internally processed. And because you are internally processing these things, it is then building up a wall. And whenever something comes around again, similar to that, which is causing the depression, the oppression and, and the destruction of your wall, you will then continue 
fortify that wall of negativity and you will build that wall all around you and you will see that all of these things that then come that bring that same thought process you're going to find yourself dwelling upon those things Jesus. you're going to find yourself thinking upon those things you know because the thoughts are going to come they are certainly going to come just like in Ezekiel 38 that we read. And uh, it says there in verse 10, Thus saith the Lord, it shall come to pass that at the same time all these things come into thy mind and thou shalt think an evil thought. And I don't believe that there's any of us that are exempt from that. I believe an evil thought kind of enters any of us at a time, but it is what we do with that thought when it enters in. What do we do with it? Are we going to allow that thought to penetrate our salvation wall? We get to then take that thought, arrest that thought, and then begin to give God glory, honor, and praise. That we just arrested that thought and we name our wall. I'm saved from that. I am so saved from that. That is so old school. That is so not me anymore. Praise God. And see, God then gets the glory. You then, you then get blessed. And see, that is what salvation salvation does it blesses our lives in so many ways praise the lord so with this message this morning my friends those that have joined us this morning i will conclude praise god i hope that you have gotten something out of the message this morning you know when, when we begin to there, there's everything that is good everything that is beneficial and naming our wall and calling our wall the wall of salvation. There is nothing negative that is going to happen as a result of doing that. But we are going to be so blessed thereby. And if we continue to do this, what happens is, you know, it, when we look on those things that are unseen, and truly the salvation wall, it is an unseen thing. You know, we, we get baptized in Jesus' name. We go down in a watery grave. You know, we get filled with the Holy Spirit. But all of it is by faith. This is a walk by faith. We're believing these things by faith. We are trusting in God by faith. It is unseen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence that we don't see it. It is unseen, but the unseen, I tell you, is more powerful. We look at how blessed our lives are today because of the unseen things that we have placed our thoughts upon. And I tell you, saints of God, it just continues to fortify, reinforce that salvation wall that is all around us. And we need to do it the more. Name that wall. Call that wall salvation. Praise the Lord. It brings about a regeneration even in our bodies. It brings about a regeneration in every part of our lives. I've talked about it before. There is what's called the parasympathetic nervous system that is inside of us. There's a sympathetic nervous system and then there's the parasympathetic nervous system. But that parasympathetic nervous system, hallelujah to the Lord, he's the one who created these bodies. But that parasympathetic nervous system causes relaxation in our bodies, in all the different organs, in all the different parts of the body. It causes us to relax. And as we put our mind and our thoughts on those things that we are saved from, from what a relaxation we get to relax behind that wall of salvation trusting in the lord praise god we get to be regenerated when we are relaxed we get to regenerate our metabolism gets to work better i'm telling you all these things are beneficial to not only our spiritual lives but our physical existence as well in the name of Jesus. Praise God. I'm going to be teaching about a little bit later it clearing the way 
Clearing the way. That means we got to remove the obstructions for Jesus Christ to shine through us. We got to, Jesus doesn't come in and do the things that we got to do, that we need to do. He wants us to clear and make a path way for him to shine through our lives. Saints of God, it has been a tremendous blessing this morning to share with you what God has placed upon my heart. And with that, I conclude the message for this morning, and I am going to now close in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you this morning. You are so kind. Your loving kindness is better than life itself. We do not hold fast to this mortal physical life, but we hold fast unto life eternal. Oh, to our spiritual growth. And we thank you, Lord, for continuously leading and guiding us. And we thank you, mighty God, for bringing your word to fortify that wall of salvation all around us, my God, in our minds, oh Lord, hallelujah, let it, oh God, be great and high, oh Lord, that nothing can go under it, can go around it, can go above it, nothing can penetrate that wall of salvation, my God, and we get to enjoy all of the goodness of God protected. Oh Lord, oh Jesus, we thank you that you compass us about with so great a cloud of witness, my Lord, of all the saints that are covered, protected by the wall of salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, God bless you. And we look forward to um, you joining us Tuesday nights for prayer call, Wednesday nights for respective men and ladies Bible studies, and then joining us again next Sunday for church at Moving River Ministries live stream. God bless you. We love you so much. And we thank you for loving us and keeping us in your prayers.